0: Hey, 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 Nikki, how's it going? It's going, I'm excited <laughs> to be back. Oh my gosh, we are so excited to have you back. Um, Kristen is vacationing with her family, so she is not on with us today. Um, and y'all got to hear um, Nikki and Kristen do a couple of the episodes, actually, where I wasn't able to be there. And so um, today it's you and I, and as soon as we knew we were doing these strongholds, um I knew that this was going to be the one that was going to be um, just the most impactful for me personally. All right, guys, before we get in the episode, I just want to talk to you about NUX Activewear. Work hard, play hard, and slay through the sweat with NUX Active. NUX Active is high-performance activewear that doesn't compromise on the chic. Located in Los Angeles, their diverse women-operated team oversees every meticulous detail of the design process, from the first stitch to the last shipment. They channel positive planet vibes through a commitment to using the best organic fabrics and recycled materials as much as possible. Nux Active is active fashion that flexes and fits like a buttery second skin. Power through Pilates, dare to reach your hit goals, and strive for that extra rep in Nux Active. Run, don't walk over to NuxActive.com. That's N-U-X-A-C-T-I-V-E.com to check out the latest collection and energizing colorways as a gift to you. Take 20% off your purchase with promo code ACTIVATE20 at checkout. That's ACTIVATE with a K, 20 at checkout. Make positive moves with NUX active. And so I I just, um, well, I'm going to pray really quickly to open us up, okay? Thank you. Um, dear Lord, Uh, Today, I just come before you with Nikki and just thank you so much for allowing us to be vessels of your truth and your words and your promises and Lord, um, just specifically with sexual immorality. Um, And the things that I've personally been through, the things that are happening in this world, in this country um, to our children, Lord, uh, we just pray that today would be just so impactful that this would reach people all around the world, um, that we would be able to, you know, through your truth, um, we would be able to just bring people closer to you, God, um, help people to break free from chains of any of these things that we're going to talk about today, um, help people to come closer to you so that we can save literally babies and children, um, from experiencing some of these things, uh, that, that personally I have experienced that so many people in this world experience, God, um, I just thank you for Nikki um, and for her heart for you, um, for all of the deep diving that she has done uh, just to know you so tremendously and to know the word and to bring all of these truths um, to, to activate podcasts and to our listeners. Um, I'm just so thankful for her as a sister in Christ. Um, you know, you don't make mistakes, and Nikki and I are so, so very parallel in so many different areas. And so I just thank you for the work that um, you know she's been able to do in me. Um, I'm I'm so thankful that you have called her to do these things. I'm so thankful that. You have also recently re-reminded her just how important what she is doing is in this world, God, Um, how she is just glorifying you and um, how she just um, surrenders and submits to you um, and all of those um, ways that she is just so powerful. So um, God, we just pray for today. Uh, We pray that every single thing that we speak um, come directly from you today, God. Um, In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much. It was so good. Um, I'm so excited for this episode too. I was telling Steph right before that, you know, we've been away for about a month. And so even in the last month, uh, the Lord has just been wrecking my heart in all good ways, of course, but um, just kind of took a step back even with the strongholds and, you know, his truth and what I've been studying and Um, I was just kind of expressing to her because all of these strongholds have been such a part of my life at one point. And it comes from a place of, um, of love and knowing that these are so dangerous, um, not just to us spiritually, but also to us physically. And when I went through them in life, I just never understood that. And the one thing that he's been revealing to me, so for anybody that's listening is, you know, any of these strongholds that we go through, it's really just to bring it to the light because they can be so hidden in yeah. our lives sometimes and take us captive that we just we're not aware that they're there. And he really reminded me today that, you know, any time that we have taken a part of these things in our lives, it's typically a broken piece of our identity. And he just reminded me that All people want is to be loved and accepted. And when we look to people or things or these strongholds for love and acceptance, um, like uh, Steph mentioned in the beginning, you know, it all starts with that deception of thinking that we can pull from that, that love and acceptance, and it truly can hurt us. And so... Really, this is all done in love. It is from experience. You know, I told Steph, I've walked through all of these yeah. strongholds and, yeah. you know, the blessing to myself and others as well is, you know, getting to come on and go through it again, because he continues to teach me and refine me and prune me yeah. every single time we walk through this, because um, the truth is, is sometimes this stuff, you can learn it. And then if you set it on the back burner, it just becomes... Head knowledge in the past. Um, so I just really wanted to, to speak to that this uh, this yeah. afternoon before we get started, because it's just, it really is for our protection. And yeah. so for you listening today, just know that it's out of love and it's out of protection. And it's just bringing the things that I've been hiding for so long in our culture, like Steph mentioned, to the surface. So and i think it is so important for us to note both of us um and Kristen. you know like we have lived these things you know some of you if you're no newer or if you don't follow all of us and you're checking us out or whatever you know we are able to confidently speak of the lord and all of these things because as we've been learning through all of these episodes with you as well um it's our job Because we do know the Lord so well that we continue to allow him to refine us and strengthen us and help us surrender and, you know, give up, die to our old selves and all of those things. And so we're we're never here. Uh, This is not an us thing. This is a God thing. It is his truth, his word. Um, But we have also lived it and come out of these things. Um, And so that's why it's so important for us to be a vessel to share. Yeah, that's so good. And yeah, it's like we're constantly being pruned also. So, you know, just as soon as you're pruned from one thing, he's going to teach you a whole another thing. And then it's like I was sharing earlier too with the seasons changing, you know, we're in Iowa, so it looks different every season. And right now it's just brown and everything's dead. And it's like sometimes you can just feel like that season of winter coming into spring, but I know there's some newness coming. I know that the Lord has newness for each and every person listening. So if you feel just pressed and you feel ugly, like the the brown and the dead that's outside, just know that spring is right around the corner and the new buds and the new life and the newness is, is coming. So I just want to encourage you today that if you've been there or felt that, um, there's always a new season right around the corner. Absolutely. I love that. All right. Well, let's dive in. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just, um, in short here, just go ahead and... Um, expose this scheme of the devil um, with um, sexual immorality today. Um, So there's a basic biblical principle that could be expressed in the phrase, purity is power. Hmm. And that's Psalm 4.3. Balaam knew that if God's people became sexually immoral, they would lose favor with God and be severely disciplined by him. Understanding this, Balaam counseled Balak how to defeat God's people without meeting them on the battlefield. The end results were catastrophic for God's people. Satan's goal is to build a huge wall of defilement, self-condemnation, and guilt between people and Holy Father God. Mm-hmm. So basically right here, what he was saying was, you know, he didn't even have to go to battle with the people, um to turn them against God, he just knew that if he could come in and just deceive them enough to be sexually immoral, that that would put a wall between the relationship of the people and Father God. So just to expose that and bring that to light before we get started in the scriptures, um, that's deception. You know, again, it starts yeah. with deception, thinking that it's okay. And let's just be honest, in culture today, culture says it's okay, 100%. I mean, Um, (laughs) there's just so many things um, from the agendas to just everything that's going on right now, Um, the trafficking, the TikToks, the, you know, um, our children are being groomed right now, our children are being attacked, Um, the schools, what the schools are allowing, and sorry to kind of interject, but it's just, you know, this is something that I am very, very passionate about, and I know you are as well. Um, And, you know, if you're not aware of those things that are going on or you don't see that deception that our um, country is imposing on our children right now, um, it's something that you want to maybe reach out to us about. um, Or I just I just pray right now that for anybody that's listening, please take a deeper look before, you know, you're um, advocating for some of the things that are going on right now. Yeah. Amen. And, and just as like sum that up again, that's that purity is power, you know, like we literally have power in purity and our children do as well. Um, so thank you for bringing that to the forefront because it's so important to just be aware of these things like Steph mentioned before we can even, you know, change the way we think or act upon them. Um, all right. So we're going to get started with, um, six scriptures today and the first six, Um, are going to really just expose immorality and what it is. Um, So Steph's going to go ahead and read those. We're going to start with Revelation 2.14. Okay. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. There are some among you who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to um, entice Israelites to sin so that they ate food, sacrificed to idols, and committed sexual immorality. Yeah. So right there, he's just saying, you know, this was so long ago, but it's still defiling God today. Um, And like we just mentioned, it's still really relevant in culture today. Um, And what's so crazy is, you know, this actually takes me back to Genesis three again, you know, where the serpent deceived Eve in the garden. So the serpent had a plan, right? And he didn't have to really do anything but to get her to sin on her own. um, And so that's exactly what's happening today with that. It's who are we listening to? What is the voice in our ear? Is it media? Is it culture? Is it basically anything that's opposed to what the word of God says that says it's okay outside of marriage um, is really unsafe. And um, that's basically what that's revealing right there in Revelation 2.14. So um, we're going to go on to Romans 1, 18 through 32 next. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the God, all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles." Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. The same way the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not be done." They, be, um, they have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no f- fidelity, no love, and no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do the, these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. There's so much in that to unpack. Wow. <laughs> um, I think what stands out for me too, and you can speak to this, um, but what's so crazy is, you know, sometimes, how many times have you heard people say, um, why would God allow? Okay. Yeah. Why would God allow? And in reading this scripture right here, I mean, there's a lot in there. There's sexual immorality, there's murder, strife, deceit, gossip, slanders. I mean, there's all sorts of things in there. Um, But because God knew their heart, he gave them up to a depraved mind. So we knew the word of God, but because of what was in our heart and we didn't really want to serve him, he gave us over to a futile mind. And then once our mind goes astray, our actions follow suit. And that's where that deception comes in. Um, But the wrath is on the unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. So God's wrath is going to fall upon the unrighteousness of what we do. Um, So we can say, again, we, we know what the word says, but gosh, what are we doing with it? You know, um, I think that's the thing that stands up out to me the most is that God literally can give our minds over and harden our hearts if we're in that deception and we're just, well, yeah, I know it says that, but I still feel like doing this. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that that's where it comes in with God's love and his mercy. When you really get to know him, you love him so much you first, you know, first love God, he teaches you how to love yourself because he is God. And once you get a hold of that and love yourself the way that he loves you and you love him, all of this stuff starts to fall into place and your heart begins to change. Um, What stood out to you the most in this? Because there was so much in this. (sighs) I mean, I just like, it just brings it back to like, what is actually happening in the world right now? Yeah. right? Um, what is being pushed again into our children, um, the ways that they're being um, exposed to sexual orientations and just sex in general. Um, you know, they're called to be children, not yeah. to be confused. Um, I think that's what's stood out the most. And I might even add too, you know, because I know we've talked about things too, but we have... A society and culture of broken adults right now and so what can be even a little bit scarier is if we have broken adults that don't know these truths yeah they're also encouraging these kind of acts like they're okay yeah because they themselves maybe don't quite have a full understanding of the unrighteousness or the love or the wrath, or that it it all goes full circle. Mm -hmm. Um, So sometimes that can be difficult too, when, you know, people say they know God, but maybe they're encouraging their children to whatever, you know, and it's like, oh my gosh, even myself in certain things, as we learned, my husband and I both agreed that the way we were brought up and we talked, Um, you know, we might've allowed some things for our son, uh, three years ago that today we're like, absolutely not, absolutely not. I can't even believe we thought that way. So I just want to encourage someone today that if you have thought that way too, or just thought, well, they're going to do it eventually. This is another culture statement. They're going to do it eventually. So let's just let them get drunk with us or they're going to have sex eventually. So let's just get them safety. Um, I just want to bring those to light because those are very common statements that people make today that as soon as we make that statement, we were talking earlier about too. as soon as it comes out of your mouth, you've opened the door to that. As soon uh, as it comes out of your mouth, that's why I'm always forever like, take it back, take it back. (laughs) But what exactly what you're saying, um, I was put on birth control when I was 13 years old because I had terrible periods. But then all of a sudden, oh, I'm on birth control. You know, but da da da. And you know, for me, I was raped when I was fifteen years old. And when that happens to you and you don't know God, you know, man, if I knew God then, um, you know, I I was then very promiscuous. That's when all the drinking started and you know, heavy drinking because I didn't want to do those things. I looking back now, knowing like that I wasn't called for those things, right? Like, as you're saying, we are we are called, we are made to love ourselves the way God loves us. Like there is nothing in the world, like there's literally nothing more powerful than that, yet we get it so wrong because of the things that are done to us. And um, and again, it's just, we, I cannot say it enough. I know the same for you. Like, you gotta be aware of what's going on. You have to be aware of what's going on in your children's schools. It blows my mind. The parents have no idea what's going on right now. The books that they're being um, asked to read, the you know what I'm saying? Like, all of those things um, go against this truth, you know? Yeah. And, you know, this is kind of speaking to a lot of this, too. So, like, our culture has become so busy as working moms and working dads or mm-hmm building the American dream or whatever it is that we're so laser focused on. Sometimes this stuff, if we've never learned it ourselves, we never even slow down enough to pick back up where we could have or should have. And so we kind of stay in that deception. And I know for me, I had a lot of, you know, career changes and stuff like that, but that actually positioned me to come back to get positioned to know the Lord. Um, And without really reading this stuff myself or just hearing a passage here and there from someone or learning to know who he is um, and his blood covenant to us that there's nothing in our past that could ever make him stop loving us or accept us or pick us up right where we're at. But we do live in a culture today that it's scary in a sense to look at where I was before in just workaholic mode and Send yeah. your kids to school and we have no idea what they're learning. We don't really care. We don't have to worry or care because they're taking care of it. And yeah. we just pass off a lot of this stuff because we're so busy with things that keep us busy. And, uh, and, and we just have, the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <okay>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. 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 It's, it's crazy, but it is something to tune into and just kind of be aware of too, because that busyness, sometimes if you really think about the busyness in your life, what kind of priorities are the busyness is the busyness consuming, um, or are the priorities coming back forefront And some of those busy things that keep you busy, just start to fall away because they were never really that important to begin with. Uh Um, But again, we've been taught that they are, we've been taught that you have to have this and you have to learn that or or you'll mm-hmm. fall behind. And it's like, well, comparison is the thief of joy. So we really should just be positioning ourselves back to where he's called us to be. Yeah. Um, and it all starts in the home. You know, it all does start in the home. It does. Well, and I think, I guess I just do want to come out and say something that I guess I was <laughs> not going to say. Um, But specifically to like the transgender thing and the commercials and the Disney and all of these things, you know, um, a a lot of the movement is that people just they want to be for it. And um, and that's very dangerous, um, especially because uh, if you look at statistics of the adults that have gone through some of these, you know, surgeries and all of this stuff like almost 90% of those people regret it. And yet they want to push this on our children. They're, you know, they want to pass these laws and they want to actually take the rights of you as a parent away. They want your kids to be able to go to the guidance counselor and the teachers and say, Hey, I think I'm a girl and don't tell my mom. And that this is, these are laws that are being passed. Um, And these books that they're, that they're reading and the, the books in the storefront of a bookstore and, you know, all of these things, it's confusing, it's confusing to adults. And, you know, you, ha- you have to be so careful of what you're approving of. I mean, for goodness sakes, there's litter boxes in classrooms right now, because not only are they identifying as a different sex they're identifying as animals and like people are for this. Yeah. Yeah. How confusing for our babies. Yeah. And it all, all Mm -hmm. of that is kind of what we talked about in the beginning too. It's it's an identity confusion. It's an identity crisis. It's an identity loss because the truth is, and this isn't to condemn anybody, but the truth is is if an adult is saying that is okay, that is not what God says, that's not how he created us. And so in that sense, you're opening the door to support someone in their confusion in that, um, Mm -hmm. instead of maybe just trying to, you love them right where they're at, but help them through that confusion, because I'm still trying to find it where it says it's okay to pick what you want to be and who you want to be. And I can't find it anywhere. And to be honest with you, before I met the Lord, I used to support that kind of stuff. Like well, yeah. whatever they want to be, it's not yeah. up to me. And it isn't like, I'm not going to change someone, but at the end of the day, we can still shine the, the light and the truth into that person in, the, in that situation. Because here's here's the truth. They really need to know love. They really need to know their true identity. Yeah. And if we can speak that into that person, they may never have that opportunity from someone else again that's willing to speak into who they truly are. Absolutely, and just to um, clarify too, um, what we would both say, it's not we we are not here judging. Um, we do love everybody as Jesus right. called us to love everybody, and I do know people that have gone through that. And you know, knowing people that were like, I knew since I was two or three or four years old, and then as an adult decided, and you know, that's that's their choice. Um, but when it's being pushed so heavily, um, it's not right, and again, having these surgeries and, you know, not only is it dangerous um, emotionally, physically, mentally, um, all of these things, but it's also, it's pushing, you know, I know school teachers and high schools that are saying it's now also, you know, making kids so confused, um, but also they're being bullied. If they're not bisexual, they're not in the in crowd. So first of all, now we're saying you can pick your gender, but also now we're saying that you should be having sex with other genders. So now we're pushing sex. Um, You know, they're, they're having drag shows in schools and bringing children to these things. And that's not, yeah. it's not okay. And I think what's so crazy about this is people don't look at the the future. If, if kids are partaking in this kind of stuff. And like you said, and I, I know a lot of people too have had regret. And once you start changing that stuff, you can't ever go back to that original. Yeah, It's not ever going to be the same, but the torment and the depression and the anxiety and the chaos that they're going to have to deal with in the future when the truth does finally hit for them, it's torment. Mm-hmm. And so nobody talks about all of that kind of stuff that they're going to have to play cleanup with later on in life. Um, it's just sad. So I do believe we can shine that light on that. And I'm glad you brought that up because if you're an adult on here listening, and if you're like I was years ago, who was just really blind to all of it. And I just thought, well, whatever they want to be, you know, I didn't know the Lord, I didn't know the truth. Um, Just encourage you to really hone in on that truth for someone else, even if it's not you acting like that, but for someone else's sake for the future, because some people live like this for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, and then they spend the rest of their life trying to heal from it. And it's all about that brokenness of identity, and just we just gotta shine the light on the truth. <laughs> In love, it it just is what it is because the truth doesn't change. At the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, no matter how we feel, you know that's one thing I've had to learn too. Is no matter how I felt about something that I've read, I know it's for our protection, mm-hmm. and um, it's just to lead and guide us down that path. So we do have to. Stand together and stand firm in that with other moms and dads. And and it's gonna feel like you're standing against culture most days because we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Um right. when we're living for Christ. And it's the worldly things that take you away from Christ, and that's yeah, part of the plan. That's the plan. Yeah. I was like, that's the plan. Yes, exposing the plan. Yes, it absolutely is. Okay. Um All right, so the next scripture is 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanders, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. I remember reading this, you guys, for the first time, and I had to go back and read it about. I mean, there's no confusion in it. <laughs> I had to go back and read it over and over and over again, and I thought, okay, it just doesn't get much more clear than this. Mm-hmm. So unrighteousness, just to break it down it's it's anything in opposition that the, the the Lord has asked us not to do. Mm-hmm. So that's unrighteousness. So today we're talking about sexual immorality. Um, that's exposed here in this context along with a few others. And I think what hit for me when I read it and it's also in Galatians 5:18 through 21 I believe, but it says those who partake in these things will, not inherit the kingdom. Yeah. And I was like, Wow, wait a second. Will not inherit the kingdom of God. Will not inherit the kingdom. I think that's a part I had to keep reading was because I, I backed it up a little bit and I was reading and you know, I myself, I had I've been a drunk, um, I've been an alcoholic, I have been sexually immoral, I have been a gossiper. Um mm-hmm. And the more that these truths start to unravel, it is Galatians, yeah, 519 through 18 says the same thing basically as, as this one here. It says, will not inherit the kingdom. And mm-hmm. I thought, what's so crazy to me is that when you truly read what it says, the commandments are to purify us, to walk us into that holiness, that righteousness, that purity that the Lord has for our protection, Um when you read it like that, you will, you will not inherit the kingdom. And, and um, I, we, don't, we haven't hit the uh, substance abuse yet. But when we do, you know, when I was an alcoholic, uh, I was still drinking after I accepted the Lord and I didn't read the truth. When I read the truth on this one, you guys, I knew I had a decision to make. Mm-hmm. I read this and I thought, now I know. Now I know the Lord has literally exposed this to me. And now I have a decision to make. I love him so much. I don't want to forfeit the kingdom because of my drunkenness. And same thing here, sexually immoral. Thank God, you know, we were married and we had repented of that once. But prior to that, you know, my husband and I lived together before we were married. So I'm just going to put that out there. That's a temptation. You don't really want to put yourself in. So we and have to right now, right? Everyone knows about Jay and, um, you know, our walk. And, you know, I'm 43. He's 46. We've been married. We have children. He's got a grown child. You know what I mean? And, but it's, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say, oh, you get a free pass. It promises, A, that you don't <laughs> receive the kingdom. And it also promises, well, we'll hear more about it today. Um, and so... You know, like I said, too, when I quit drinking, I I I danced with the devil for long enough. I'm not willing to do that anymore. And, you know, people don't understand. They're like, why don't you guys just live together? Why, you know, da, 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 da. and A, we're not going to do that because it's what God says. B, because we want to break chains of, you know, family um, generational things. Um, C, you know, I'm not willing to have gone this long before finding him, before God brought us together to do everything else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. but The most important thing. Yeah. I know. I know. And it is, and you know, let's just be honest. I mean, I remember our pastor did an altar call two years ago in the church and he said, and I I can, I can relate to this because when my husband and I were married, we didn't go to church. We didn't know the Lord. We were trying to find someone to marry us and nobody would. They said, no, you live together. And we thought how rude, you know? And then, Our pastor now, uh, this was just a few years ago, he was talking about sexual immorality. He said, if you're living with your spouse or your fiance, I'm sorry, "Um, don't tell me that you're not. I'm not going to fall for that. He said, come and talk to me. I will marry you tomorrow. He said, let me help you get out of this sin. Let me help you break it. Because once you're married, you break that covenant with the devil. Yeah. He's got nothing else on you. So let me help you. And I thought the grace that he extended through that for people, we had four couples get married within a month in our church. And I was like, wow, the Holy Spirit just fell. And uh, I was like, wow, just the grace that he extended, not saying, no, you live together. I'm not going to marry you. But that he knew that God wanted people married and in covenant together to get them out of this sin. And I just thought that that was beautiful. But it is, you know, God is... God is really serious about this, um, and it, it doesn't go with the cultural flow. It's in total yeah. opposition, and you might think it sounds crazy, but it's not okay according to the word of God, and if you're following Jesus, he wants us to know this yeah. um, because there are a lot of wrath. There's a lot of wrath that can happen just because of this one sexual immorality. Um, yeah. and oftentimes, we're, ha- we're dealing with a lot of turmoil in our lives, and we don't know why, and if you look back at your life, maybe this was a, a something you were partaking in. Yeah. Um, the wrath might have been falling because of this one in particular. So just know that it's an open door to the devil and he has permission to come in because you've given him authority to do so. Yeah. Um, but man, that one just hit for me. I don't know about you, but I just kept reading that. And I know it's in Galatians 5 as well. It was like, will not inherit the kingdom. And I was like, God, help me break, you know. Yeah. You could maybe for one person, it's sexual immorality. That's what we're on today. But whatever the sin is, God, help me break this and take away my desire for it. I don't even want to desire it anymore. And he'll totally help you. He'll yeah. totally help you because this Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And the Holy Spirit is the one that breaks all chains. Yeah. Amen. Praise. Uh, yeah. Wow. That's so good. <laughs> um, we're just going to go, let's see, just a little bit further. First um, Corinthians six eighteen is next. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Both of these, you guys. And you know why? Because think of it like this. And I just want to like, if anybody's a visual person like myself, but we know that once we're born again, who lives inside of us? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, right? Right. And so what happens is, is when we're giving our body away, it's the, it's a temple of the Holy spirit Mm -hmm. and we're not in covenant in marriage. The Holy spirit is literally inside of us just grieving when we give away our body in impurity. Wow. And for me visualizing that if you're at all a visual person, it's like the Holy spirit's in there. He's not, you know, and that's why people will say, don't live together. And, and if you have to get married faster, go to the courthouse, like whatever you have to do, okay. because guess what? The devil is going to do everything in his power to tempt your hormones. Uh huh. Yep. And if you can't control your hormones, then it's time to either get married or back it up and say, now's not the time because um, this temptation is too strong. And so that's how the devil tempts us is those hormones and all of those things, and that's why living together can be really difficult for people. I don't know of anybody that I've met yet that says they didn't live together and they were able to walk apart from this. Um, mm-hmm. And I used to think that was crazy when people would tell me this is pre-Jesus that, oh no, we don't live together yet because we're not married. And I thought, oh, that just seems like perfection. Or when we were living oh, together, yeah. we were like, oh. We can afford it better if we live together you know those are some of the 100 oh, and trust me the economy is rough right like <laughs> what do you think that's doing it's pressing people yeah, to get it together. together yeah live together and what do you think happens when you live together your hormones are raging yeah. okay even if you have separate bedrooms it just is what it is you guys like our bodies were made yeah. like this so um this is This is crazy. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin is outside the body, but sexually immoral person sins against their own body. Why? Because the Holy Spirit lives inside of your body when you're saved. And we just got done saying, you are supposed to love yourself like God loves you. The Holy Spirit. You're literally suffocating the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yeah. Which is why... The door is open to the enemy. Yes. Yes. So think of it like this, you know, so let's just say that act is being acted upon. We're not yet married. Um, The Holy Spirit lives inside of me, but the devil is just having a party. He's like, "Ha! Mm. she says she knows him. He says he knows him, but I've got him over this fish hook. You know, I've got him by the pants over here. Um, And it's because they're living together or it's because they don't know God's truth. Right. And because everybody else is doing it. Um, Those are just some common statements that you'll probably hear a lot. And um, again, just because it's common in our world today does not make it normal and right. Mm. It just does not. So those two, you guys, I think in in first Corinthians, those are powerful scriptures to really pray on and ask the Holy Spirit um, about. And like I said, even if you're a parent and you're not participating in this, but you're raising up children. We need to know how to raise up our children um, in these ways of holiness and purity and righteousness. They should be saving themselves. That's the truth. A hundred percent. And I, I just, that honestly is one of the most incredible feelings for me is that I can teach my son that because I wasn't saying, yes. you know, yes. Even like and and again no judgment if this is where you're at, but like a few years ago we were like, Okay, you know, it can have a girlfriend. And we were just lately like we just been talking to him, like, you know, there's a lot of emotions, there's a lot of sexual things that can happen, there's a lot of stuff that goes into play. If if you're truly dating someone, it's because you have intentions to see if they're marriage material, period. Right. And he's like, That's not what all my friends say or do, you know, it's like Yeah, it's not gonna be and I'm sorry, but this just this is the truth about it. I don't want you to get hurt. I don't want your emotions tied up. I don't want those spiritual ties that you're gonna have with someone once that happens. Yeah. To torment you because that's what's gonna happen. And you know how many people just say you're supposed to allow your children to have heartbreak? Like no. Not in that way. My baby's heart. Not in that way. Really. And and you know, and that's again that's Right here, actually, I was going to read a little more. It says, so in 1 Corinthians six eighteen, it says, there are unique consequences to sexual immorality. An unholy bond is created between sexual partners. Sexual relationships are a key means to pass on demonic activity in occult ceremonies. So sure. that's the practices that those in the occult are doing, because that's just normal there. That's what you have to do then why on earth are we as children of God mm-hmm. with the Holy spirit living inside of us, teaching that that is okay. Can that, you read- I mean, if, if you truly think about that, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Read that again. I mean, when you look at it like that, it's a key means to pass on the demonic activity. And what happens is there are things called soul ties. As soon as you, have sex with someone, you're going to carry all the spirits that they're carrying. You've literally opened a door to whatever they're carrying anxiety or, I mean, it could be anything, depression. It could be premature death, that spirit. It could be any spirit that that person has inside of them now has authority through the devil because you let them into your body. Yikes. And that's just the power that we give away when we give our bodies away. And so, again, this is a futuristic thing that this is why we have all these broken people. This is why we have people so mad at their exes and so mad at they have, they have soul ties with them. Mm. And if we know that that's true, then if we know that our children are going to walk into positions that are going to get them connected spiritually and by soul ties with other people, why on earth would we want to normalize that? Wow. That's so scary. You know, it just doesn't make sense when you really look at it like mm. that. And yeah. just like, well, maybe, you know, I had five girlfriends before, so it's fine. You got to, no, guys, like <laughs> we can't be right. doing this stuff. We just can't. It just doesn't make any sense. And And it's a dangerous place to be, not just for adults, but really for our children. We can want better for them and we can yeah. lead them. The way the Bible asks us to lead them. And that's why I said earlier, right now, I do believe God is asking households to get put back in order. It's God. Then the husband is the spiritual leader. Then the wife, then the children. And see what happens is, is when we get that all mixed up and in dysfunction, it Mm -hmm. no longer, the truth is no longer the truth according to the way we live. What we, you know, Jay and I talk about it all the time, you know, is like, I have have never been so... Um, at peace, so calm, so comforted. And it's because the Lord lives in him too. And because I allow him to lead us spiritually. And, you know, we, every single day it's Bible studies and praying over each other and our kids and those things. And, you know, it's so important you guys for your children to hear you doing those things like AJ and Josh um, were both here the other night sitting there while we were going through our bible study you know um and we pray with again like that is so important your children hearing you pray over them that is so important like can you imagine you know what what a legacy really looks and feels and sounds like is that yeah yeah you speaking the truth into them praying locking arms you know just like picture your family again if you're visual like all of you standing so tall and literally like arm in arm and arm like here's god here's mom here's dad here's the son here's the daughter he, like whatever um just locked together yeah walking through this insane world yeah yeah and we need that's what we need that's the only way we get through it you know what i'm saying like um, and there's a lot of torment that begins to fall away when we do what you just explained. When we're locking arms, when we're walking in truth, there's a lot of things that have to fall away from us legally because yeah. now we're walking in God's truth, which now he can reign over us, not his wrath. yeah, or we don't give the devil any power over that, but that's so true. that's that's what becomes more normal. And so I just envision this for culture. Yeah. That families that know God, that they really tune in to what he's asking and saying. And really that comes from a one-on-one relationship with him and seeking him to know him, um, because your faith produces that relationship, your, your true faith truly, um, it it results in a relationship with him at the end of the day. Um, and so when we do that, then he begins to reveal all this stuff to us. But guess what? If we're not doing that, we don't have a relationship with him when we're not seeking him, we're naturally walking against him. And then we're not even walking inside of the will. And guess what? We're 80 years old and we've walked unaccording to what his word says. And now we get the wrath because we never knew him because we never seeked him. Mm. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. Oh, I never knew it. So I guess I just get a free pass. Like you said, it's like God, God sent his son so that his son could restore, like that would restore the relationship that we would have with father. Like, that's why he sent his son, not just to send him and say, continue living the way you're living. That's what he calls us to a newness and a transformation and, um, sanctification, all that good stuff that that's the fruit of the relationship. So, yeah. Yeah. So good. Oh, actually, we're heading there next. uh, We're going to Galatians. I was speaking of that earlier. Galatians 5, 16 through 20. This one's going to hit it again, right in sync with first Corinthians that we just read. Okay. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the flesh desires. What is contrary to the spirit and the spirit? What is contrary to the flesh? They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, um, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, those who will live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do you see what I mean? When I read that, you guys was like, and I wish y'all could see. I'm, I'm hopefully going to have a real made of just that part. I mean, how do you take that and twist it and say, but maybe, yeah. but if a little bit, if I, you just can't, like, you can't even mix that one up. Um but the but the truth, you know, it it really does say, you know, it's John eight, I think it's John eight thirty two, it says, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Set, set you free. Yeah. That's what it's saying is when you know it, then you have a decision to make and God will help you. You pray to the Holy Spirit, take away this desire, help me with this addiction, he'll take it away for you. Um Yeah. And then the truth, because yeah, you knew it all that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But see, this God. this isn't a secret. This has been in here for ages. Yeah. So how have we taken it to a whole nother level in culture? I believe it's just because we haven't been seeking it. Mm. Because gosh, just this one alone, it's always <laughs> the end for me. It's will not inherit. And I'm like, God, my my drinking is not worth my salvation. Oh. God, it's not worth my salvation. Why am I doing these things? You know, help me. And it's like, but let's be honest, if we didn't really read these, would we really change the way we're doing stuff? I don't know that I would have. Yeah. I probably would have just kept on in my sinful ways because I didn't read this truth. Right. That's the thing. Once you start reading and and searching and surrendering. And, you know, it. I loved it when you said, like, unfortunately, you don't get to just say, oh, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. Yeah, I can't find that anywhere either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just like, oh, but you know what? I think it's in Revelation 1. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know if he's just saying the book of Revelation, or I think it's the whole Bible, but he says, those who read these words... And proclaim it and profess it out of their mouth will be blessed. So just saturating yourself in it and not just head knowledge, because we can go there too, but true heart knowledge, because head Mm -hmm. knowledge doesn't actually cause a transformation. It's just how many people know the Bible in every single word. If your heart is not with the Lord, though, it doesn't matter. Yeah if you show up on Sunday, if your family is not the most important thing in your life. It doesn't matter if you're the preacher, but you don't love your wife like Jesus loves the yes. church. It does not matter. Yes, it That's is all about me. that. Yes, exactly. So um, anyway, sexual immorality is tied to the deeds of the flesh. So sexual immorality is of the flesh. It's not of the spirit. So yeah. Again, when we know the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, he leads us, he guides us. He's not asking us to have sex with someone if we're not married. He's not. That's yeah. of the flesh. So we have to pick up our cross daily. We have to ask the Lord to help us die to ourselves, die to our flesh, because now we're living for him. Mm-hmm. And and that one has to go. You know, it just does. And um, and he'll help you. He'll help you with it. You know, um, and like I said earlier, there's two ways out. It's you either get married or yeah. you put off the relationship if you can't stop the stuff because yeah. there's no other way. The temptation will not leave. Yeah. That's why he created marriage to protect hmm. that that covenant that he made and anything outside of that marriage. Because sex is great in marriage. Is, it's for marriage. It's created for marriage. Right. Um, but anything outside of that is so dangerous. And yeah. that's why he created marriage. are having sex before marriage and then they're not having sex during marriage, right? Um, and yeah. just... Personally, and I'm sure there are people out there, but I don't personally know anybody who waited to have sex until they were married that doesn't have the most amazing relationship in sex life, and family, and parenting. Yes, and you just said something else that prompted me to think of this. So there's actually a lot of, I'm just going to speak to this because I feel like there's listeners probably going through this right now too. But if there's a time in your marriage where people are not intimate anymore or they're stressed out or I'm not attracted or I don't want to do that. Here's what else happens. Oftentimes you can look at this and this is just to expose the enemy again. Oftentimes you've drug your past sexual relationships into your current one, right? Cause they're soul ties. And that's why we're going through this. Cause we're actually going to do an, a renunciation prayer at the end as well. If you're going through that right now in your marriage, that's not what God wants for you. He wants you to enjoy those things with your spouse. Um, that's why he created us for that. Um, but there might be some renunciation from the past that you've drug into your now current marriage that the devil's still using. And I know that might sound crazy to some people, but that's what the soul ties I was speaking of earlier. And you can break that through renunciation and repentance. And repentance is simply hearing what you've heard today, coming into agreement with God's truth, acknowledging and saying, wow, God, I never knew that before. I never realized that, but I agree with you. I stand with you on that. If there's anything in my past, I want to clean it up and be done with it because the Mm -hmm. blood and cross of Jesus Christ covers all of that. You're forgiven. Um, But some of that, you know, I know that people are struggling in their marriages and they just don't have that. And and I do believe a lot of that has been drug with them from exactly what we're talking about today. And that's, what's going to happen with our children. If they're out there just being promiscuous, they're going to drag that into the marriage that they might have one day, and that's going to cause probably some issues in their marriage as well, mentally, physically, sexually, all the things, spiritually. That, spiritually, that's, yeah. That's a promise. Yeah. Yeah. So just something to be aware of there. Um, all right. First uh, Thessalonians 4, 3 through 8 is the last one in, in, the, in exposing here. Okay. First it I'm sorry. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God. And that is and that in this matter no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. The Lord will punish all those who commit such sins, as we told you and warned you before. For God did not call us to be impure but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being, but God, the very God who gives you his Holy Spirit. Yeah. I know. It's like, why were these so hidden before? It's like, no, they're not. They're there. Wow. And I think that that's honestly, too, what grieved my spirit and I think yourself or any of the listeners today, if we think back on our lives and those moments, or maybe we're walking through it right now, um, when you hear those words that you're not disregarding and hurting man, but you're hurting God and the Holy Spirit, it's a whole nother level. That's the last thing we want to do when we're following Jesus and we have that intimate relationship with him. and And that's at the point in our life where he says, you need me for this, get down on your knees and pray for this. I can help you through this in your life. Cause you can't do this by yourself. Yeah. Wow. And, and I think just knowing that as well, some people, you know, they blame God for the, the things they're walking through. And it's, it's like, you know, God only calls us to holiness and, and, and purity, not impurity, but purity. Um, He never tempts us with anything that is of the devil, ever, ever. Um, So it's our flesh or in our flesh is following the worldly God with lowercase g, Satan, um, until we choose Jesus. And then we learn who he is and what he wants um, for our lives because it's all to glorify him, not ourselves. And gosh, we just can't glorify him when we're walking in these ways and we don't even realize it sometimes. And so, yeah. And you can't just say, well, we'll ask for forgiveness. <laughs> like, you so just keep doing that. So I had someone say to me one time and, and I, it's like, I've actually had to go to the Lord and the Holy spirit about this a few times too. And so you guys probably will too. Cause I don't know the answer and that's okay. But she said to me, cause I was just like, my mind was like blown from like what I was reading and learning. Right. And she's like, well, yeah, but if you don't know it's a sin, then you're fine. And I'm like, and I just couldn't wrap that around my head. I thought, but what if someone just shared it with you? Then now, you know, you know what I'm saying? And that's why, that's why the word of God says, share the word of God because there's power in it. Yeah. Because this is why we come on and read this is because there's probably many people who are, this is the first time they've heard these scriptures today. Absolutely. Me. And yeah. right. (laughs) So it's like, okay, it's not new news. You know, you, you do love Jesus and and you're following him, but guys, this is why this book never, ever gets old because you just keep getting more and more from it every time you read it. But these are some serious things. But, and I thought, okay, but then I felt like the Holy spirit was sharing this with me too. He said, but those that love me and want to know me will seek me and they will find, yeah, I don't hold anything back from anyone. Yeah. So I do think that there is grace in, you know, people's journey and them learning and them not knowing. And that's why my heart is so, I just have this bold fire for the things that I myself have been trapped in, in the yeah. past, because I didn't know, I didn't grow up knowing God. I didn't go to church. My family didn't know God. Yeah. How do you make I, it I, simple as you share your testimony? Like- yeah. And I remember telling the women that I went through this 36 week healing ministry when I first got into the faith. And I said to them, I always knew growing up what I was doing was wrong, but I never knew what was right in my spirit. Like, even though I wasn't saved yet, I knew it was wrong, but I was like, I don't know any other way. Yeah. So that's the power of sharing this stuff is there's grace for people. Yes. I believe that don't yet know, but at the end of the day, if we've, if we've been saved for 30 years and we've never been seeking, that's a problem. Right you know what I'm saying? Like, like the Lord is like, yeah, but you never even seeked me at all. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? In those 30 years. sanctification, Right. And so there's grace and some people are busy and they can't read their Bible every day, maybe once a week or twice a week. It's, it's, it's totally okay. Like, but some people can listen to these podcasts on the way to work, uh, where they're going to hear the scripture. They're going to hear the things that could be life-changing for someone. And so, That's why I'm so passionate about this stuff, because this stuff is life changing. When you when your mind and your heart and your spirit get a hold of this, Mm -hmm. it really has the power to transform your life or someone's life that you're in connection with. And you can be that resource for them. And it's just a blessing in disguise for so many. Right. Yeah. Um, So. (laughs) And just a little footnote on that, too, it says, even in the New Testament, God becomes the avenger when his people become sexually immoral. So again, he's just saying, guys, this is serious. You know, you can't be participating in this stuff. I love you. You're worth more than that. Your value is more than that. You're more precious than that. You can't find your worth or identity in being sexually immoral. You can only find it in me. Please be pure. Please save yourself for that marriage covenant that I've put into place for you. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, we're going to dive in now to the six scriptures on uh, moral purity. So what's in opposition to sexual immorality? Um, okay. This is what God's going to request from us instead. So First Thessalonians 4.3. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality. Perfect. So God's will is that we remain pure before marriage period. <laughs> um, that is his will for each and every one of his children. Um, first Peter 1, 13 through 21. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed that is coming as obedient children. Do not conform to evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Wow. This is <clears throat> but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do. For it is written, Be holy because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty war or from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but it was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, so your faith and hope are in God. And it's Holy Week right now. Like, how powerful is that? Yeah, that's so good, right? Yeah, and God knew we were gonna be going through this. Yeah, for uh stronghold number four this week. <laughs> wow. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy is all we're gonna be. Okay. <laughs> wow. So that's good. so good. And, you know, it's said in there too, and I know we talked about this earlier, but like generational stuff, ancestor stuff, like whatever's passed down, basically like we don't have to be scared of those things because the power of Jesus, the blood of Jesus has the anointing to break all of that. But what happens is, is it's the lie that we buy because of it, because they did it because they taught us because then we buy into it too. But he he has the power to break all of that in the truth. And so in this scripture, um, God wants us to be holy. Why? Because he is holy. And what happens? He has made us in his image and likeness and he sanctifies us to be more like him and gives us the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He gives us the holy, holy, Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's holy. He's holy. Like he can't even, he can't even look at the stuff that's not holy. Right. Because mm-hmm. when he looks at us, he sees Jesus. If we've accepted Jesus in our lives. He sees Jesus because he can't even look at our unrighteousness. He can't. And who is the mediator between us and father God, Jesus, Jesus. I just am feeling like talk about Holy spirit. Like, gosh, I just am praying right now out loud. Um, I'm praying for anyone who is being wrecked by this right now. This is so, so important. And um, just thank you, God. Yeah, he's so good. He's so good. And holiness is good. You know, holiness is good. Like, I think sometimes people have said, so what? I have to be perfect. And I was like, well, no, like nobody's perfect like Jesus, but he does call us into what? Perfection in him. Who is he? He's holy. Oh. Yeah, it's so good. Next one is First Corinthians six eleven, And that is what some of you were, but you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. We just said that, you know, some of you were, I think we need to remember somebody that's listening today has to remember that who you were is not who you are. Amen. Because before we choose Jesus, we're born from the seed of Adam and we are children of the enemy until we individually choose Jesus as our Lord and savior. And so that's who we were. We're born into sin. Like we can't even escape sin unless we choose Jesus. Right. So. Mm That's who we were, but when we choose Jesus, we are washed, we are sanctified, and we're justified by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. So those two things are the only thing that can walk walk us out of our sin-led fleshly lives. Um, And that's the transformation that happens because no longer are we who we once were. That's why we chose Jesus. If we wanted to stay there, we wouldn't need Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Right. I That's said, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then all of your past for whoever's listening today, all of your past can and will be forgiven and changed through Jesus Christ and repentance of it. Repentance just means you're coming into agreement today. You're agreeing with God with what you're hearing. Yes, Lord, I hear it. I agree with you. Lord, help me. Whatever the sin is that we're all walking through, we all have our own par- you know, sanctification process and uh, pruning yeah. process. But um, you can and will be forgiven by the the name, blood and cross of Jesus Christ and repentance. And um, we're going to help renounce, too, because I think there's a lot of power in renouncing things in our past. Yes. I've got to do a lot of that. And I continue to just in case there's still something there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Great. First um, Corinthians six nineteen through 20 is next. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Yeah. So Christians become a temple of the Holy Spirit once they're saved and born again. And our body is not our own and our life is not our own any longer. That's the price we pay because that's the price he paid for us. And I think that that's where a lot of people are deceived and stuck is, They want to accept it for an eternal salvation in heaven, but they don't want to actually give up their fleshly life. And that's not actually what scripture says at all. And so when we realize that we come into agreement that our body is for him, he lives in it, he resides in it, he pours out from us for his glory, not our own. It changes the whole perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's to glorify him. And, and that's why we have to glorify our body, which is what we're talking um, about today. Um, it's precious. Your body is so precious. For this very reason, make every effort to add your faith, goodness, into goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay. I'm like, this is funny. I'm literally trying to find my spot in here too. I was a little bit behind on you there, but what I love that you read was it's like one thing led to another, right? It was, it was, if you do supplement your faith. So with virtue, virtue with knowledge, then knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness um, and godliness and brotherly affection with love. So all of these qualities that the Holy spirit is, and he lives in and through us. Um, one thing produces the next, which yeah. is exactly where he's leading and calling us. Um, and that is truly what the knowledge. sanctification. That's what that is. Yeah. Well, what, what sanctification that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Cause these are just things that I think it's, is it Jeremiah 33, three? So he's like, seek me. And I'll tell you the things that you didn't do not know. And I think that that's a big part of people's lives. And that can lead into deception of course, as well in that route, but he'll, he'll tell us, you know, he's not a secret. He doesn't keep anything from his children. Um, and that sanctification, like Steph said, it's one foot in front of the other and it's walking more and more like him. And I know some people have a really hard time hearing that or, understanding that we can walk like Jesus. We can walk in holiness, purity, righteousness, but truly that's what the Holy Spirit does. And a lot of times I think people forget about the Holy Spirit. And so it's just this religion thing with Jesus. And honestly, Jesus gave the Holy Spirit in Acts one and two. If you go back and read that, um, he said, go and wait for this free gift that you're going to get, and you're going to do even more things. So it's because of the Holy Spirit now after Jesus that we get to and can do these things. It's the power of him in and through us that causes that sanctification, like Steph said. And it walks us away from so much of the old that we once were. Um, so it can feel lonely at times. Um, you might just feel weird at times. You might feel isolated. You might lose a few friends here and there. People might not understand you. And that is sometimes all part of that process. I just want to read something too, um, really quickly. I, I don't know if it was a study Jay and I were doing or, um, where, but this was very, this is very, um, brand new to me. And just meaning that I just now realize this, but the very first verse in the Bible says this in the beginning, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The Holy spirit was there all along. Like that's, it's really important to hear that and to know that because like here, everyone's thinking like Jesus came along so much later and blah, 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 Like the spirit of God was over the waters. Yes. In the beginning before anything else. Yes. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. How many people have missed that? Like how many times have you like even heard from maybe pastors or, you know, I I know that 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 part has never been boldly pointed out to me before. So you have to, I guess I should say, I, I assume that many people do not understand that it was from in the beginning. No. And it was, and yeah, that's right out of the gates. And we do miss a lot of that. And I think that's another reason that we keep saying over and over it's guys, like literally until the day we die, if we read this one book over and over, like you're going to get, we've already read that multiple times, but did it really hit until today? Like you said, and yeah, the spirit of God was, he already was. He, he says, I am. And yeah. I am is God, the son and the Holy spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And it was before the beginning. So cool. Before creation. Before creation. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. That's good, too, because that's going to be like mind blowing for a few people, too. I mean, I was like, what? Yes. The spirit was already there. Yeah. yeah. Before <laughs> anything else. In the beginning was the spirit of God. Like it wasn't just God. It, he, it is. I am. And if you think months. about it, like and think about the Old Testament. And that spirit lives inside of you. Yes. A million little miracles every single day while you're still sleeping that even wakes you up in the morning yes. is alive in you. So good. Wow. No. I've had to wrap that around my mind a few times too, because I would think about the old Testament Mm pre-Jesus and how the people had to follow the people because only certain people would hear from God. Right. And so they were hearing, but it was only a select few. But then after Jesus, then he says, it's free to all, like all And some of those people in the old Testament didn't have that. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, we get that. It's a free gift. From choosing him, but you're right. It's he was before creation yeah. ever came. Yeah, they just Thank thought you. it to be through this person again. What you think? You believe? Right? Like, yes. Yeah. What is the definition of faith? <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Mind blowing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Mind blowing. The very first verse. Yes. <laughs> all right. The very. It's been there all along. <laughs> I know, I know, it's crazy. Okay, so we have one more verse to share on moral purity and um, then we'll wrap it up with renunciation. All right. So Romans twelve one through two, this was a life verse for me right away. Yeah, and then I want to just share uh, uh, another visual. Yeah. Uh, Therefore, I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. And in my Bible, I'll show you this. And if we can pull this for a reel or whatever, you know, that's what it is wrong. Twelve two. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it's a paper cutout of children holding hands, and like what everything that we spoke about today, and and protecting our babies, and wow, things like. And what did I say? Yeah, they were linking arms. arms. They were yes, locking arms with God. You know that is your power. Um, as a parent is to lock arms with God and your children and protect those babies. And yes, that's so good. I love how that just like capped it off that visual at the end too. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously (laughs) I didn't put it in here. And if you think about that too, like just to cap the rest of what we just read off, you know, the renewal of your mind. So what happens when we believe the lie of what we all, what everything we talked about today we have to actually renew our mind and make it according in alignment in with, with truth, um, so that we can discern the will of God. Cause what happens if we don't know it, then we can't even discern it. And yeah. so, um, that's really, really powerful. Um, and it, a lot of it is the mind, um, that was one yeah. that I heard right away. And how cool. So here's the thing I know for so many people, they're like, I, I'm not sure if this is discernment or not. There's only one way to know, dude. Like yeah. literally it's just right here. Yeah. And how how you? Incredibly simple. Um, I think so many people are intimidated by all of this, but one thing that we continue to learn as you know, with you and going through these strongholds is it's, it actually is very simple. Yeah. It's not so hard. It's it's not meant to be intimidating. Um, but if that's what your mind believes, then it is, right? If that's so, so we don't rely on our mind. We rely on the truth. Yeah, no, that's so good. And, and it is renewing of that. And I think for anybody that, that can relate to that, that you just said, to make it simple, uh, one thing that really helped me when I got started a few years back was um, I would look at the fruits of the spirit. So that's in Galatians 5. So Mm -hmm. just go read Galatians five. It starts out with Christ has set us free. Do not become a slave to the yoke of slavery again, Mm -hmm. but it will talk about the fruits of the spirit. So if you're walking in the spirit, you're Mm -hmm. going to experience and feel love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There's no law against these things. And then, so here was my radar Mm -hmm. when I didn't feel and experience those things, I knew I was walking in the flesh still. Mm -hmm. And then I would back it up to what we talked about in 19, the -hmm. works of the flesh. And if I felt any of that anger, bitterness, my drunkenness, all those things, then I knew it was not the spirit of God. So those, that chapter will really help you guys. If you, um, are having trouble discerning or not sure, like Steph said, um, yeah, that's absolutely relevant. So, so go to that chapter And look at the fruits of the spirit, Galatians 5, look at the fruits of the flesh, because we are called to walk in the spirit and die to the flesh. That's super helpful for me when I got started. And can I just share something that we talked about before we press record? So one thing that I adored um, was your just pure confidence in God in your life, right? Mm -hmm. You said out loud on this podcast, "I don't have attacks from the enemy. I have closed all of those doors. I have prayed all of the prayers right." And then, what happened? You had a little bit of something, right? A little friction. Oh no, not a little bit. Like I was debating if I could even come back and finish these with you. That's actually what happened. (laughs) Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, but I, but I have to, because like. And I was like, "Oh yeah, no, yes. no." So, so you had to come back yeah. and you had to talk to the Lord. And what was so yeah. awesome is, as you were telling me that, yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" She said it out loud. She said it out loud. She yeah. said it. Out loud. And I promise you, every, again, like I said, everyone in my life knows you say a certain thing out loud, and I'm going to say you take it back because it's again. True. You do not give the enemy that power, and so I praise no. God. You're oh, here no. uh, because, <laughs> yeah, because. Well, I thought purpose, uh, like no. yeah, I need you, like oh my gosh. Um, so we together right now, like girl, we're locking arms via yes. this recording right now, and we are yeah. saying we're shut on the enemy. Amen. Um, amen. Yes. Yeah, I renounced re- re- that. <laughs> re- that. Um, and I'm so glad you said that, too, because Proverbs, I think it's Proverbs 18:21. The power is in the tongue. And yep. that's what you're saying when you say that. And it's so true because it's life or death. And that was a death statement. And I didn't even realize it. Yes. And then it's like, I want to. So it was almost like, gosh, I'm going to take that power and authority. Yeah. And whack. And it was yeah. deception. It was no. deception. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so. Um, just one more thing. This is, um, you know, Jay and I, and, you know, just kind of from the beginning of us dating, you know, he, he's like, well, you know, we're gonna have conflict and, you know, ba-da-da-da-da. there's gonna be times where we don't agree or whatever. And I was like, I'm just not willing to accept I that. With that. <laughs> I know that it says that I know that it even says that in the Bible. However, we don't have to agree to that. You know, like if we're taking all of this time to be so intentional and to love each other the way Jesus wants us to love each other, for you to love me like Jesus loved the church and vice versa. And for us to see God in and through each other. Wow. then I don't have to accept that. Yeah, I don't have again. to accept that. We'll, we might uh, air quote we're, there's going to be times where we're mad at each other because there's been very few times, right? Because also we're both sober. We don't have any of that. Right. Yes. Um, but we have been so blessed to be able to really talk through and walk through and work through any of these little hiccups that we've had along the way and praise God. And I'm like, you know what? I've, I've never been mad at you because yes. I don't believe that. Wow. Yes. Oh. You. Like, I know it sounds Amen. crazy. But there is so much power in those words. So true. Don't, it's mean, so don't put you know. that juju on us. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And I think that was definitely something to recognize in that, too. That man, I mean, never in my life would I have thought something like that because I was like, no, it's God. It's, you know, I do have that confidence in Him. Absolutely. And it's like, wow. But then also I was like, looking at this material and I thought, wow, that was a deceptive thought also that I could never be right. You know, I've slammed all the doors and it's just, yeah. Thinking the things, saying the things out loud is an invitation. It's an invitation. Uh, What is his purpose? What is his purpose? To deceive and to then have us walk into? He didn't want me to come back here. I mean, for two days I was like, And then I was like, okay, God, like, no, like no more, like there's no more staying, like, help me walk out of this. Like, show me the truth about what I'm sharing. Like, is it actually okay? Is it, you know, and he's like, yes, it's all truth. It just needs to always Mm -hmm. ease up on the, the, the righteous anger and then insert some more love because yes, it's still true. It's still bold. You're actually speaking to the very things that people need right now. You can't not. And it's like, Oh Lord, thank you. And thank you for helping me. And thank you for leading and guiding me like the way that you need me to lead it. You know, it's just like, wow. So yeah, thank you for that. It's so true. Cause I believe in that too. And yeah. that one totally sideswiped me. Yeah. and <laughs> I'm glad that, you know, I, I was like, girl, remember what you said on here? Yeah, (laughs) you remembered that. Like, I told you that, like, tonight, you're like, remember what you said? What? Yes. I know. I know. But, you know, another thing, like, to praise God in that, because that's another area I used to live in, where, like, those thoughts and the the, the being attacked, even before I met Jesus, and it's like, man, I'd stay there for years. Oh, gosh, yeah. Years and then I can look at Jesus. We drink the way we drink. Oh man, to numb out of everything, you know? Um, Yeah. To just be numb because I couldn't feel. I didn't want to actually feel stuff. Yeah. And you know, I think honestly, too, when the Lord is like breaking those bigger things that had a really big stronghold, now because He's broke those off, now He's able to show the smaller ones that maybe have like snuck in, but they might not look and feel so obvious. And he's like uprooting all of that. I think that's where I see this newness coming in is like the farmers are planting here, you know, the seed, they're going to start coming. And he's like, I'm literally pruning the stuff that you don't even know is there. And when he shows it, it's like, wow, thank you so much. Like I didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. It's so good. We need like sisters to just be like, dude, remember (laughs) when, and you're like, yes, I do. I said that. Yes, I did. (laughs) Yes, I did. It's so good. And and just so we can come together and just rebuke it. Yes. And not, you know, remember that like, again, like don't play around with that. (laughs) That No, we've done it. We've been there, you know, it's yeah. And just another side bit on that. We both have you know a huge um so i'm 500 days sober today and you just said 540 yeah i just counted it (laughs) like i mean praise god and i'm i'm just here to tell you the truth of you cannot heal yourself when there's still drunkenness like you cannot you're not a sober mind you can't you literally can't yeah And that's where the enemy wants you. So, yeah. And I know, and you know, um, there's a lot of people stuck in that right now. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of mommy culture. Even you look at a lot of the reels, they're chugging wine, like, and it's like, they don't know. They just don't know. And you know, that's another one where we get to touch on through this. So I know that if I were still in that position and I were drinking, my spirit knew, but I didn't want to actually come into agreement with God on it until I read Galatians and first Corinthians. Um, I was like, yeah, but it's not that bad. And then I read, you will not inherit the kingdom. And I was like, it's really bad. It's really bad. Like, God, I'm not going to like, I want to risk my salvation for this thing. You know, now you got to help me. And, but it wasn't until then, but you know, people are going to hear this because they're numbing out right now because they don't yeah. know how, they were where we were. Yeah. And I read your post and that's why I asked you if I could use, like if yeah. I could use some of that and just like change the numbers because I read that and I thought of myself being drunk again in that position and how encouraging that yeah. post in itself is to look at that and go, God, I, I know what I've been doing. Is not right? And if yeah. she could do it. Absolutely. If I yeah. can do it, anybody can do it. If you can do it, anybody can do it. And I didn't, Go to one meeting. I didn't me either. Go the to the Holy Spirit wrecked me. Holy Spirit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. It. yeah, I know. And you know what? That's powerful too, because there's a lot of people that go through. And I'm not saying it's bad, but there's a lot of people who go through AA who yeah. keep they walk around with this tag and it says alcoholic. You cannot so, no. so long as you continue to say my name is so and so and I'm an alcoholic, you are owning the disease. Yes. I will not do that. I will not say that out loud because you know what? I'm not an alcoholic. You know what? I don't know if you're going to be on that episode. I don't, I feel like I'm really feeling led to share. It's next, it's next week. Um, It's stimulant and substance abuse. And I really feel like today, how you pulled in culture and reality of what people are actually walking through. We could really pull in. If you guys have time, really bits and pieces of that, of, what we felt, what we experienced, hashtag. I mean, we we even have Christian mommies hashtagging Christian mom, alcohol. Like they're tying it all together. They don't know. They yeah. just don't know. I, I truly feel like they don't know any yeah. different. They yeah. know it's not right, but they don't know how to get out of it and that it's hindering them. Yeah. Um, and their families and their children as being a mom and, then, and their walk with Christ as well. And I and think that our testimony River, now... Yeah, that generational thing that you're about to pass on. Mm. Oh, I know. And it is. Well, think about this even um, like a year and a half ago, had we walked through this, we wouldn't even be able to walk through the stronghold because we are still in it. You know what I'm saying? Like we couldn't speak life over it yet because we were still in it. And there's so much power and authority in that because the Lord gives that anointing through that testimony of he knows you're no longer in it. Absolutely. And, um, I know that again, it's like, you look back, it's like, wow, the Lord knew we would be here today. He knew we'd be 500 days sober. When you, when you did that, I thought I'm going to count mine too. Like, it's gotta be like a year and a half. And it was. Yeah. Yeah. This is so good, man. And I like, I should be dead. You know, I I really should. I, Oh, I I literally should be dead. I don't know how I'm not dead. A hundred percent. Yeah. I know. My own sister, I mean, the people in my life, you know, my sister told me one day, like, I'm having dreams now about you dying. Like, wow. I, you know, and I still drank for years wow. after that, you know? I, I know, mean, I you know what I mean? A lot, it's a lot of drugs and all that too. And so luckily I was able to give up those things, but alcohol was the stronghold. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, um, we get to talk about that. And I think it's so cool how, when you can see it, you know, why do you think it says wine and spirits? Cause other spirits come in when you're under the influence and not a sober mind. You Literally. say things you'd never say you have sex with people you'd never have sex with. You do things you would never do. You drive when you know you should, you do all these things that these unclean spirits do. Why? Cause they came in through the alcohol of substance abuse. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I never, ever thought of it like that. Yeah. It is insane. Yeah. And but how powerful is it? And the Lord knew and the Lord kept us alive, I believe, to be able to speak to Absolutely. stuff that listen, t- here's yeah. where we were here to help so many other people. The Lord gave us a second chance, a second life, a second everything. And this was one of them that really had, you know, I started like when I was 17, full force. I was 15. and I never stopped till I was like 34. <laughs> like what? 34. Two, yeah, <laughs> wow, you know, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, but um, yeah, I know that's going to be powerful too, and I'm just, I'm thankful that each of us. If you're a listener, think of it like this: if we were just reading these and saying, you know, this is a stronghold, I've never experienced it before, but maybe you are, I'd be like, click, I'm done listening. <laughs> but if someone says, I've walked it, I've felt yeah. like. I'm going to listen and go. That person is my hope. If they can do it, I can too. And they never thought that they would be free from that. Uh huh. You know, for sure. So that's exciting. I want to read this repentance prayer if we can. Um, it's going to be so good. And I know that they're going to put it in the show notes as well. So you guys can read through this, you can share it with. Anyone that has had this um, be a part of their past, because there is so much power in renunciation. So I'm going to read through this one. In the name of Jesus, I renounce all sexual sin that I have been involved with in the past, including fornication, masturbation, pornography, perversion, fantasy, and adultery in the name of Jesus. I break all curses of adultery, perversion, fornication, lust, incest, rape, molestation, illegitimacy, harlotry, and polygamy in the name of Jesus. I command all spirits of lust and perversion to come out of my stomach, genitals, eyes, mind, mouth, hands and the blood in the name of Jesus. Hmm. I present my body to the Lord as a living sacrifice. My members and the members of Christ, I will not let them be the members of a harlot. I release the fire of God to bum out all unclean lusts from my life in the name of Jesus. I break all ungodly soul ties with former lovers and sexual partners in the name of Jesus. I now ask you, Lord, to fill me with your Holy Spirit, and I submit my body and soul to you as an instrument of righteousness, a living sacrifice that I may glorify you in every way. All this I do in the name and authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Oh, it's powerful. I gotta lay down now. (laughs) I know this was so good. I'm so, so thankful to just be a part of this with you guys and walk through it and, and continue learning like, this is for not in a selfish way guys, but like, this is for me just as much as it's for any of you listening. Um, it just hits my spirit every single time. Um, Mm -hmm. but there's power in Jesus. There's forgiveness in Jesus. Um, you can break free by the power of the Holy spirit that lives inside of you. You're not stuck. Um, he will help you. He just wants you to come to him and And guess what? If it's already on your heart and you already know it's there, he already knows it. So he's literally just waiting for you to come to him and ask him for your help. Just, it's a, it's a humble, it's a humbling of ourselves to go and ask for help, which sometimes people struggle with as well. So go to the Lord. He's there. Put down the bottle. Ask us. We will pray over you, pray for you. We will lock arms with you. Um, This, was incredible. Thank you. Thank you for uh closing that door again, girl, cause uh I've been waiting for this. (laughs) Yes, it's so good. And there's a few more to come too. So um, you know, usually there's the basics that we all struggle with and go through. And hopefully by the end of this series we'll have hit all of those major ones for you in your life. Um like it has for us. I've struggled with all of them like I mentioned before. Um, and so that's really the goal is to bring it to light so that you can break those chains and be free in the name of Jesus. Okay. That's a wrap on another episode of Activate. Stay up to date by following Steph underscore view and Kristen Lee Ballard on Instagram. Please share this episode and rate and review us today on iTunes. Thanks for being here. We love y'all. Later.